Hello, everybody. Adam Parks here with another episode of Receivables Roundtable. Today, I'm here with my good friend, Mr. Mike Walsh, who is leading the business development charge over at Everchain. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm good, sir. I'm very good. Well, I appreciate you coming on. And as another uh, as another person who is a massive frequenter at all of the trade shows that we tend to go through throughout the year, um, I know a lot of our viewers are probably already familiar with you. But for anybody who's new to the business, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got to the seat that you're in today? So it's a pretty long road, but I will start. Um, I got in in out of college, 1996, um, for they're now the Sunrise Family of Companies, a family owned agency. It's pretty large. Um, they've been doing business since 72. Um, I learned a lot there. I spent 11 years there, left for two and a half, came back for another nine. And then um, I kind of decided that I wanted to get into the changing technology world mm-hmm. in this, you know, the industry's changing every day. So um, I did a little work with um, a BCO that had some cool technology, but a tsunami knocked them out of the game. They were backed by Japanese dollars. And then I um, I did some work with um, Neil Jagata, my good friend over at VoApps, and that was really fun place to work. Um, then I jumped over to True Accord and found out about Everchain, and now I'm here. Um, so it's long, but it's I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of the changes. I feel like I've seen different technologies that do different things, and it's 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 really it's incredible to me how much the industry is changing and i just wanted to evolve with it fair enough i mean there is no shortage of technology and change especially as we look at the regulatory environment the compliance requirements like we live in this ever-evolving world of requirements and so the technology to manage those new and evolving things tends to be you know, the forefront of the industry's future, which I think is very interesting, which brings us to kind of the Everchain question. So now you're over there with Everchain, you're leading the business development charge. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do there. Yeah, so Everchain is, you know, we, we hate to say it, but we are, and I don't know why, we are we're, we are a debt broker that does more. We're also um, probably the only platform that gives you visibility post-sale mm-hmm. and both you know, every account you sell, we track until it's out of stat or paid in full or settled in full. Um, the technology has been around. I found out about it about two years ago um, when I was somewhere else. And they said, hey, see what these guys are about. And being in the industry forever, I, I, I saw it. and I was like, oh, my gosh, this solves so much of the risk of selling debt. And there's so many clients or prospects out there that don't sell debt for certain reasons. And I always say, well, you know, I go through the questions and I say, I understand those all make sense, but what if I could get rid of them all? What if I could give you, what if I can tell you exactly where your account is with who, you know, what agency, what attorney's handling it for what buyer, whenever you want. Um, and then data, you know, we provide our clients data segmentation. Um, they really can do a lot. It's a really fascinating tool that has, so much to offer. And um, I think right now we're getting a lot of momentum in the space. Um, part of that's regulation, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody is a big fan of the CFPB <laughs> in the collection industry because they've been so fair to us. But really, 
Um, we've had clients go through those audits and all they do is just pull up accounts and show them whatever they want to. And we've had six pass flying colors. So if you can sell debt and eliminate that risk, really what the proposition comes down to is it's what one of our new reps says, uh, if you won the lottery, Adam, would you take the payout one lump sum or you take it over the years? Well, we, we basically made collection as safe to do it either way you want. Mm-hmm. Do you want the 10% now or 12% over two years? Well, I'd take the 10% in 11 days, but that's me. I'm a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's, I think you bring up some, some really good points there as we talk about it. And having served in a similar role as the one that you're serving with Everchain when I was with both Credit Max and uh, Sterling Capital Management, I, I feel like there's an interesting conversation for us to have here around the difference. And I've got some other podcasts that I've either have been or will be releasing about soft selling and and those types of sales cycles. But I find yours to be even more unique. And I've had the the opportunity to work with you a little bit on some of this stuff. But um, what I find to be unique about your approach is that it is an education approach. You're not really you know, uh, a salesperson. You're more of an educator because you've taken this approach where um, you have the opportunity to tell the creditor to alleviate their concerns. You've got your kind of your educational packet. Here's what debt sales is. Here's how debt sales works. Here's what you need to have in order to sell debt, right? So you've got these packages together and now it's really about educating that creditor on, is this the right path for your organ? Like, are you a good fit for debt sales in general? Um, and I find that to be an interesting approach. Let's talk a little bit about kind of what that education looks like to a creditor who's never really thought about selling debt before. It, you know, it's interesting because some of them have thought about it, but oh, that's not for us, right? Like it's yeah. brand protection. I totally understand that. And and five years ago, I would have said, don't do it if, if you're, you know, but now there's new tools. That's how I look at this. Sure. This is a tool. If it fits into your... You know, and I, I believe there's a balance approach to collections. You know, you have to should cream it internally using technology, using everything you can save that customer relationship, then put it out to an agency if it makes sense for you. If you have the team to support that, that there's a cost to collections. People always say, you know, what's the recovery percentage? Just tell me how much I'm going to make. Well, mm. if it costs you to make, <laughs> you know, 3%, and you're spending 5% to get it, well, you're not doing the, the right thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, what we try to do is figure out, okay, you know, where are you now? What do you have in place? Is it working? Are you happy with it? Is this just something you are adding to get the most out of your portfolio? Which I always think there is some point where anybody should be selling. Um, there's just diminishing returns. You know, you know that as well as anybody in this industry is. There's a point where it's just, you're losing money, just sell it. Or with our technology, you can test it all over. You, you never have to sell on Everchain. You can list and pull it back. So a lot of creditors are looking at us to figure out when they should sell and mm-hmm. using data to, to tell that story. And then you can get really creative when you talk about you know behavior scoring, propensity to pay scoring. You can say, oh, my A's and B's, I'm going to work and send those to agencies. But my C's and D's, I'm just going to sell them while they're fresh and you can get the highest point. So that's where I think the business is going and I'm excited about it because, you know, we have the technology to make it easy now, you know, before that was a pain. (laughs) 
now it's like ease of use. You know, it's, it's educating people and then saying, we'll get you ready. We'll help you get ready. It's not just technology and good luck. It's people. You know, we have debt sales experts. We have post-sale experts. We have a compliance team that is amazing. And they're going to work with you. They, we actually train our creditors to sell debt if they've never sold debt before. And that's that's fun. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, right? Because <laughs> so we're going to educate a creditor on how to sell debt, which means, you know, we, so we've talked about the financial aspects and we've talked about the how, how you can basically segment a portfolio and you're going to work this portion, yep. you're going to sue this portion, you're going to sell this portion. And depending on the size of your overall portfolio, I'm sure, you know, different options or different um, combinations of those options fit for different creditors. But one of the big reasons why creditors have chosen not to sell and was a massive thing for me um, during my Sterling Capital days, I literally sat there on Saturdays and process post-sale support, right? Because the creditors didn't yep. want to do it. The buyers needed to get it, the timelines. And as long as you were setting expectations, it was manageable. So would, I mean, are you, would you say that, that that's still true? Post-sale support is like one of those biggest items towards moving them into where they need to be. And then I'm sure the reg F and the preparation of the files and all that, evaluating that documentation up front. But is that still one of the biggest like challenges in the mind of a creditor? I think it is. Um, especially, and, and there's simple things too that you don't even think about because we're used to this environment, right? Like we forget, you know, can your system accept, can your system notify that it's been sold? Right? Like that's, that's, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't even think about it at first, but man, yeah. we've run into it. Um, and how do you flag it? So mm -hmm. there's simple things that I think some people in the industry just assume people know because they're coming to you talking about that sale. But, but we really, our process says, okay, is your system ready? Are you ready? And then we walk you through post sale. Um, if you've never sold before, a lot of people think they're selling a bike and it's gone, right? right? Like, yeah. no, you're still responsible. Um, and there are still things like illegible media or, um, you know, there's, there's billing errors or, you know, an old lady who has cancer medication and doesn't said, I won't take my medicine, I'll pay. Well, maybe you want to buy that account back. Uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's so many things that happen. And, and what we do over here is if it's small, it's, hey, I can't, this media is illegible. Uh, we'll go look up the media and say, well, it looks pretty legible to us. Here it is, you know, mm -hmm. so the creditor doesn't have to deal with that. We cut, not, you know, there's an exact percentage and I'm terrible and my sales guys will make fun of me, but, uh, <laughs> but well, it's probably about Right. Yeah, so we're you're, you're, you're creating this and, and I've heard, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the quote, Daniel Green said it on stage um, when we were presenting at one of the conferences last year. And I think it was something along the lines of, you know, debt sales is a process, not an event. And so it sounds like what you guys are doing from a postal support standpoint is creating that buffer between the creditor and the debt buyer and becoming that intermediary. I'm assuming that you're leveraging the technology from your platform to find uh, to find efficiencies in those processes. Absolutely. I mean, so much is automated. Uh, you know, we know every state, you know, the machine never makes a mistake when it comes to a state statute of limitations. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's programmed, it's smart, it's faster than, you know, we'll ever be. So it's not even going to let you sell something you can't do. But yes, yeah, so much, it's, if you sell one 
small pest uh, portfolio on Everchain, we're with you for you know five years, depending on what state. We're going to monitor every account you sell and make sure nothing that your brand's protected. If there's a complaint, it's handled within 48 hours. We're tracking it. You know, most complaints are, I don't know this, right? Like, sure. <laughs> we don't bother a creditor with that. We handle it. Our technology can help our team handle that in seconds. Is it tracked? Is it logged? So if you get audited, it's there, of course. But um, that's where I think it's technology and people support as well. But um, it, it just reduces the workload because if you don't, if you're new to selling and you come in thinking, I'm, I sold it. I had a, uh, I was doing a client conversation and he said, Hey, I made this map and it ended with the sale. Mm-hmm. All the things he had to do to get ready. And I go, we well, got the easy part done. <laughs> now let's talk about the real work because, um, you know, it, it, in a traditional sale, that's where the work begins. You know, post sale is. You have to have administrative people and that's cost, that's time, that's, gosh, in our system, it's right there. It's a task bar. It's easy every day to pull it up, look, see if there's anything to do. If you're chasing email and taking phone calls about a debt you sold three years ago, there's better things to be doing with your time, you know, and that's. Yeah, that, that's that, well, that creates some unique challenges, right? So, right. I mean, that was always a case, um, you know, when I was handling that kind of stuff manually and I had to play that buffer role between the creditor and the debt buyer so that somebody could do it. Um, but the other thing that I, I found when it came to the post-sale support was that a lot of the creditors didn't necessarily in the recovery department have access to the IT resources necessary for them to automate any of that on their side. So we had to create ways to automatically sort documentation for delivery. We had to create, um, you know, forms and flows for buybacks, putbacks and, and other things like that. So it was this whole pro and then the affidavit situations and, you know, um, and the certificates of conformity that became part of the chain of title and, you know, and, and I, all even the transactional documentation is constantly evolving. How are you guys staying on top of all of that? evolution in terms of what the creditors are going to need in, in from an education standpoint. Yeah. I mean, think about just reg F, right. You know, how much, you know, we have sprints every two weeks, you know, so mm-hmm. we have our own programmers internally. So if a creditor needs something, we ask constantly, is there anything you're not getting is, you know, uh, one thing you're just talking about that, that I pop up is, you know, invoicing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> without our technology, you hit a button, you can create an invoice for a buyback. A lot of people, that's a real pain in the neck. There's a process. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you have to get accounting involved and what is this for? And like, it's ours explains exactly what accounts, why the reason is all documented. Boom, you present it to accounting. They say, yes, you send it over. And on a monthly basis, the buybacks are paid. Direct payments can go out that come to you. Like if a check comes to a creditor and you sold the account, what do you do? Everything's very easy. Um, so there's there's always something new. I mean, um, you know, just think about the state regulations. We have, mm-hmm. you know, um, Brooke Teal is monitoring and our team is monitoring that every day, updating the system so that's automated. It knows all those regulations. So we're busy. We're constantly evolving. Um, the technology has gotten better since I got here a year ago. And that is, and two years ago when I first saw it, um, it's better and it's, um, we have some really cool things coming out that I'm really excited about. Um, but it's been fun. It's a lot. We do a lot of training in the sales department because 
you know, we, we trained with our auditors a couple of weeks ago and we've learned so much about their process. Mm-hmm. Um, they go on site, they go, but the day-to-day handling of accounts they audit, it's amazing. Um, you know, we, it's kind of the example I used before. Hey, I don't own this debt or they called and threatened me. They didn't have a phone number. They never called. We listened, <laughs> we looked at every, we looked at the account on their system. Um, that oversight is helpful. And then, you know, when you join Everchain as a creditor, you join a, a community of creditors and together you're more, you have more buying power mm-hmm. um, and you have more uh, visibility because you can see how buyers and agencies are performing on other people's portfolios. You don't see the accounts, but you mm-hmm. see, okay, they've, they've got a very, very low complaint ratio. This buyer is excellent. These are someone I want to work with. You know, this is so we give you a full picture of your partners, um, not just a bid price, which is, you know, you're going on faith. We we <laughs> we give you more than faith. We give you visibility. <laughs> you know, from from your perspective, is there anything else that has become a challenge in terms of educating the creditors about debt sales over the past say two years or so? It's a good question. You know, I think people have to be open to change, right? You know, that's, that's always the first step. Um, things are not the way. And, and for anybody in the industry, like there's still, mm-hmm. there are traditional agencies that I worked for that have evolved, right? And there are some that are still doing things the way they did it because they always did it this way, right? You know, um, yeah. You know, if you're sending out emails one at a time, you know, using your IT guy, it's a lot different than some of the products out there that will warm up a domain and, and, and get this stuff sent intelligently, right? And if you're, you know, if you're still calling people and leaving voicemail, you know, BoApps will be happy to talk to you about just leaving the voicemail and waiting for the callbacks. You know, there are, so for us, the challenge is, it's not just, we're not just a broker who's going to sell your debt and walk away. We're not just the eBay system that's going to auction it to the highest bidder and say, good luck with the post sale. So there's, it's a different tool and that's kind of what's fun about it, but it's also the challenge is you have to get past that first step and get them to open up and, and kind of listen and then say, hey, does this work? Does this fit your process? And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. So. That's our job. No, I look at, and that's, it's very interesting. I mean, I think from the perspective of the creditor, uh, you know, some helping them to understand and and helping to keep them on track into the future um, is incredibly important. And you're providing them with the opportunities, especially with so many different pieces of technology coming out and and helping them to measure those pieces. I think it's, um, it's definitely it's a needed process. And I think as we've seen this influx of new creditors, right, whether it be fintechs and, you know, everybody's finding different ways to lend these days. um, It's going to bring a lot of new products into the market. And how are those products going to be managed in terms of the influx into the market Um, and in finding that balance between performance. Now I I do have kind of one last question for you. And as you were, as you were kind of talking about highest bidder, um, is that the primary driving factor for creditor decisions or have, you know, or, or creditors looking at a broader representation of each organization before determining who's actually making the purchase? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. So on our platform, it's not just about price. First of all, we pre-certify every buyer, every agency they work with, and every even collection attorney they work with has to go through our certification and annual audits. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody's gotten into Evertrain. It's not, we don't have the most buyers available. We, we probably never will because they have to submit to, you know, background checks, financials. We need all this information that some, you know, we deal with mostly national or at least regional debt buyers. So mm-hmm. right there, we start at a good place for creditors and then when they take bids, I think it's about 39% go with the second bid. Um, and that changes constantly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of, there's a lot of sales on the platform right now, but, and that's because, you know, we track, we give them a full picture. Mm-hmm. All this due diligence we require is on a scorecard. So when you see three bids or five of the leading bids, you can, you get a full picture of who you're going to partner with because you're really partnering with them three to five years, you know, based on to every account is out of stat, paid in full, settled in full. So we don't want you to just make that decision based on price, right? Um, we want you to know who your partner is, you know, what's their complaint ratio? We, mm-hmm. we track that 12 month rolling. You can see if there was a little spike and maybe just a text went out three times in a day. Uh, you know, something yeah, simple. Yeah, my, a, or, a minor technical glitch versus a right, systematic right. issue within a, a buyer. Or a major swing. So yeah. um, we want we want both, and, and we have the best buyers there are. We, we make partnerships. That's really what we do. Um, and we help maintain partnerships through technology. Um, and that's really the value. Mm-hmm. So especially for first time, but even... We're getting a lot of traction from people who have sold in the past or maybe last, you know, with the economy coming the way it is, everybody knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. There's more and more debt every day. Um, it's scary. Yeah. You know, and then we've added Regulation F and the limits on calling. Man, it's a different ball game than 2008. And I, I survived that one. <laughs> so uh, I'm with this you. one. <laughs> yeah. Right. That. That was tough for the industry. Um, and then, first of all, you, hiring collectors is impossible these days and keeping them. Mm-hmm. So I think people are starting to say, let's see what other tools are out there. Um, and I think this is a good time to search because there's going to be an insane amount of debt out there. And, you know, if you can sell and go into Ford flows, you may recover better than those you know, long term yeah, locking in your long term profitability yeah. and your your I mean, really cash flow. Right. And and anybody yeah. who's ever heard me speak at a conference is probably hear me say there's three things that matter. The cash flow, the timing of the cash flow and the risk associated with that cash flow. And I think I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense that in a, a downward facing economy, you know, locking in that cash flow into the long term can potentially be a very beneficial play, especially with unknown volume fluctuations coming in the future. And, and Adam, there's a cost to that cash flow, right? Of course. That cash flow, <laughs> you know, and, and I think you're absolutely right. It's hundred percent right. And then you want to reduce that cost to, to make up for that reduction in recovery fees or whatever you're getting back. So um, it's going to be a very interesting time, my friend. Well, we're going to continue to monitor it together. I really appreciate you coming on today and having a chat with me. 
Um, I think, honestly, this was um, a really good conversation about how to educate creditors on debt sales. And it sounds like the challenges have shifted from when I was concentrating on this and now the technology driving a lot of this and the efficiencies that are coming through post-sale support and other things are going to add significant value in the long term. Um, for those of you that are watching, if you have additional questions that you'd like to ask Mike or I, you can leave them here on LinkedIn or YouTube and we'll be responding to comments here. You can also put any comments down if you have additional questions uh, topics that you'd like to see us cover in the future. Um, I'm sure Mike would be happy to come back on in the future and continue creating sure. great content for a great industry. In the short term, Mike, I look forward to seeing you at the upcoming CRS show in Las Vegas. Um, but thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks, Seth. Really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And for all of you that are watching, looking forward to seeing you soon as well. Thanks, everybody.